Newton Haven was our hometown, our playground, our universe, and that night it was the site of a heroic quest. The aim? To conquer the Golden Mile. Twelve pubs along a legendary path of alcoholic indulgence. There was the first post, the old familiar, the famous cock, the cross hands, the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the beehive, the king's head, the hole in the wall, all before reaching our destiny, the world's end. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. I was in the theater and I booed. I, I've been a I've been a whining bratty baby about that. You got to be Captain America and you got to understand that reference. Pigs in a blanket, yeah. Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Hey, yeah. awesome. Now, I know what you're thinking, listeners. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound like a man. And you would be correct. It is not. Uh, And I'll get to why that is the case in just a second. But let me first say that hello and thank you for listening. I'm so excited to, to... This is the last, the final installment of our month of Cheap Scare Reviews. It has been a really fun ride this month, if you've listened to it the entire time. We started with Paranormal Activity, that movie still giving me bad dreams. Uh, we had Ebony as our guest on that show. And then we went on to Carrie, the movie Carrie, with our guest Carrie uh, from the Dicktales podcast. And then we followed that up with the epic film Morbius with, with uh, Sarah from Bird in the Hand podcast. And then last week we did Nightmare on Elm Street 2 with Lindsay Washburn. So uh, so it's just one of those kind of like the, the month worked out where I was able to do five movies in a month, which is a lot of fun. But we end with The World's End. Now, not typically, you know, scary, but it has some, kind, some horror elements. And uh, this movie was also put on the list for a few reasons. One, because we've already done the other two movies in the Cornetto trilogy. And we really wanted to do this movie, and we thought this was going to fit. And our guest tonight was really excited to do that. So, who is our guest tonight? I will tell you right now. Joining, I am Sean Allred. No, first I should say, this is episode 419. And tonight we're talking about The World's End, which I have already said. I am Sean Allred. And joining me tonight is Jen. Like in real life, she is the only real woman. Oh, I messed up. Gosh dang it, I I messed it up. (laughs) Jen, like in real life, in this movie, the only real woman saves the day. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? I think I know where you're going with it. So uh, yeah, well, well, that's yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, from my streaming bubble podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that that worked out better in my mind. the The point I'm trying to get at is that there's only one real woman in the movie. And she ultimately saves the day, right? She's kind of our deus ex machina. And my point is, like, you are both real and here to save the day. So it's true. I'm I'm real. I'm a real life human person. Yeah. Human woman. So <laughs> <laughs> you are not a blank. No, I'm not a blank. Although I definitely have blank moments. Where I'm just like, what? But well, we... uh, 
I just thank you for having me on. I I feel kind of honored to be the final final girl in your yeah. um your horror month. So yeah. quite the honor. <laughs> well, there so there's a lot of interesting things that have happened here, right? So first of all, uh, you are the final girl. Uh, I didn't really mean for it to to schedule out that way that I had all women on the show for that this month, but. I'm just going to be really honest. I really like having women on the show because, one, it's three dudes, and it's always nice to just have a very different opinion on movies. And we've, and we've had that you know, many times where I'm like, hey, this is how we view things. And then our woman guest would like, yeah, but this is how I view it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, like this, we had this great epiphany with a, a, an awesome guest on. We were talking about the return of the Jedi. Mm. And she had this moment where she was like, You know, Leia never gets to have her moment where she's like, oh, my God, Darth Vader's my father. It's all about Luke. And I had never thought about that. I've seen that movie a hundred times, and it never occurred to me that Mm -hmm. she doesn't get to have a moment. It's all about Luke's feelings. You know, Vader is my father, and you're my sister. Oh, my gosh, he's your father? No, it's he's my dad, too? Anyway. Um (laughs) So, uh, yes, we had, uh, so I had a whole month of women on, which is uh, fantastic. Secondly, uh, I do want to get a little personal here. So a- Andrew couldn't make it tonight because he is in the throes of his um, graduate school and frankly just needed a week to focus on that and not this silly podcast. So I gave him the night off to do that. But more importantly also, sadly, uh, Sam uh, Sam lost his dad this weekend, uh, this past week, and uh, it is also it's also very sad because you know obviously you lose a parent, but he lost his mom very recently also, and it's 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 really hard on him. So if you're listening and you want to send him a message, you can either you know send me a message through Twitter, um, or you can just you know reach out to him directly if you know how to. But I can I can obviously funnel any kind of messages you want to send. So. Uh, I, I just want to take two seconds here, just kind of have a moment for Sam and his family. Okay, so as we transition from that back into a, a podcast about silly things like a, you know about movies and whatever, I'm I have I have that task of doing that. But I just wanted um, to let you, the listeners, know why the guys aren't here. But we also wanted to, and Sam and Andrew both wanted to make sure that we still had an episode. So Jen is here with us, and uh, and I'm actually really excited for this because I've been on Jen's show twice, mm-hmm. and it's just Jen and I on those shows. So we've done this. This is old hat for us. We are we are pros at just talking to each other. Absolutely, I'm really good at just talking to. Well, just I just talking. Yeah. <laughs> no one else has to be there, but it's nice when someone is. So <laughs> exactly. So I was on your show for most recently Inception, and yep. then and and, then... Um, and I had to shift some stuff around. So your episode, that episode, should be out November sixth, I think. Okay. I think that's a Sunday, so it's coming up next. But yeah, that was that was a really good one, and I'm really looking forward to even editing and getting to re-listen to it that way too. Yeah. Yeah. And then my first episode on your show, which is now I'm drawing a blank on, was Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Oh, that's the, right. Nightcrawler. The creepy Jake Yellenhall and yeah. not um X-Man. X-Men. That's X-Man. right. <laughs> the next time we come on, I need to do a movie I haven't seen. Yeah. Yet. That'll be a lot of fun. 
But speaking of movies I haven't seen, I had not seen this movie. This is the third, like I said, in the in the Cornetto trilogy. I had seen the first two, uh, and uh, we've done both of them for the podcast. It was the first time I had seen any of them was on the podcast. Uh, I saw Hot Fuzz first, and then Shaun of the Dead, and and Hot Fuzz, you know that that movie turned into you know one of my favorite buddy cop films, like top five buddy cop films. I mean, I. Mm-hmm. I love Hot Fuzz to death. It's just a comfort food for me. It is yeah. just so fun. And and so I'm excited to talk about this because it's the same director, Edgar Wright. And it's the same actors. It's the same, you know, kind of everything. But I'm going to be honest with you, Jen. I had no clue what this movie was going into it. So I am going to tell you what IMDb says about it because this is all I knew about it, right? IMDb says five friends who reunite in an attempt to top their epic pub, pub crawl from 20 years earlier, unwittingly become humanity's only hope for survival. So, I had no idea what that means, right? Mm-hmm. I, had, I had no <laughs> idea. Sam has seen this movie a handful of times and loves it, swears by it, says it's great. He was the, he was the driving force for us doing this movie for the, for the show. And... So, of course, I was excited to, to watch it, but I had no idea what it was about. In fact, I, I actually got it conflated with that other end-of-the-world movie where it's, like, real, like, the actors are playing themselves. Oh, um, and that's the Seth Rogen yeah. and, um, yep, uh, James Franco and Danny McBride and... That group. All, all those bozos, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um... What's her name? I got Hermione Granger stuck in my head, but her real name, um, Emma Watson. Like she mm-hmm. shows up and like mm-hmm. beats them, beats them up, and like takes their food and then leaves. And they're like, <laughs> "I just got my ass beat by, by Hermione Granger or something like that." Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, I thought that's what this was. Oh, <laughs> so I like I was kind of like so I'm looking through the cast at the beginning of the movie, and I'm like, none of these. There's none of those guys. There's none of those people in this. So I was really confused. And then when, and then when the movie changed, like when when the movie turns, I was like, "Oh, this is what this is," and I was pleasantly surprised. Excellent. So so, so we're gonna get into it real quick. So give us your five word review. All right. So my five. I have two five word uh, five words word reviews. Uh, the first one is. Love a good bestie fight. And Nick Frost kicks major ass. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, I (laughs) loved. Oh, my God. I'll admit it's I think I watched this movie back in like 2014 um, home on maternity leave. And I I remember like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favorite out of the three Cornetto out of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. And I actually kind of I forgot like everything about this movie so it was almost like a first time watch for me because i was like oh my god i forgot like there's this and that and i was just like and i i i admit i haven't been as kind to this movie in the past i uh my friend laura and i we covered hot fuzz um just for funsies we weren't planning on doing the the trilogy and i wasn't mean about this movie but i was like you know it didn't really have leave a lasting impression so it's kind of i'm kind of left with it and it it was all right um but now i'm just like 
oh, I need to take all of that back. And this, yeah, this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say, so I think most people kind of feel like this is like the week of the three, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, it's the least funny of the three. Uh, but I, I, you know, that's like saying that, you know, Return of the Jedi is the, is the weakest of the original trilogy, but they're all really good. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like these are like all this whole trilogy is really good, mm-hmm. and so I was you know I was really excited, very excited to watch it. This was the you know it's so I'm not gonna lie, pretty much all of the movies this for the for for the Halloween movies I've been a little hesitant on right. So like Paranormal Activity genuinely bothered me, genuinely scared me. It 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 got to me right. And mm-hmm. I, I've admitted on the show, I, I've been given all kinds of grief for it. It is what it is. Uh, just that kind of horror really worked. You know, it's effective for me. And then, you know, Morbius is just a dumb whatever. You know, bad more. Uh, Carrie was good. Uh, and I was actually looking forward to watch Carrie. And I was looking forward to Nightmare on Elm Street 2, but could not have been more disappointed because of how much fun the first one is. Now, everyone keeps telling me, oh, wait until you get to the third one. Dreamcat, Dream Warriors is so good, which I'm, we're going to do. We're going to do the whole trilogy or the whole series with uh, Lindsay Washburn. She's going to be our guide for <laughs> Nightmare. But I was really excited to watch this one just because I love Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and, and all these guys. And I'll have to say this. Simon Pegg's character drove me crazy the entire movie mm-hmm. because like most times when you have a movie where you know the main character is kind of aloof or kind of you know kind of sucks or whatever by the end of the movie they have like a redeeming moment right they 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 have their moment right mm-hmm Simon Pegg never changes. In fact, uh-uh. they quote unquote win because he still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it just he he wins because they they quote unquote win. They make the aliens leave because they just get tired of arguing with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really, it, I mean, like like ultimately, like they are kind of the the the, you know responsible for the demise of the human race mm-hmm. um but it was still really funny but it was interesting simon Pegg's character i mean it was it was also really you know different seeing nick frost play the straight man mm-hmm. yeah i i think simon's character gary king I think just seeing Simon in that in that kind of role and playing that kind of character is and having that character be so freaking obnoxious and annoying is what was I think is what was um, put me off the first time I had watched it because I wasn't used to seeing Simon in a role like that. And then, yeah, Nick to be like more of like the straight man in the role uh, between the two. It just felt like bizarro world. And I wasn't ready for that or willing to accept it but now cut to you know eight years later i'm just like hell yeah i'm after seeing a bit more of their work individually and whatnot i'm just like anything with simon Pegg and 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 nick frost i don't care what it is anymore it's gonna be a good time yeah yeah no i'm with you i mean it's it, it it was 
I mean, he sucks the whole time. I, yeah. I took very few notes. So mm-hmm. I have a rule, or not a rule. I have, there's like a rule of thumb with me that if I take a lot of notes, that usually means that I didn't like the movie. You know, that because that, that means I'm constantly just writing and you're like complaining about the movie. Mm-hmm. I took very few notes. If you If you don't count the times that I write down the time code to pull the clip, then I took one, no, I took one, two, uh, three, four notes. Five. I took five notes. Mm-hmm. Five total notes. I literally wrote, I really don't like Simon Pegg so far. I didn't know England had emissions tests for their cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that, that, was, that was kind of surprising to me, mainly because the... Uh, it, we have them in North Carolina, where I live, but they're not in South Carolina, where I used to live. And there's some political, you know, reasons there. But also, my my dad would just say, "Well, that's because North Carolina likes to tax you more than South Carolina." That's what my dad would say. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, an emissions test is just a tax on owning your car. Yep. So I didn't know that. That was you know, oh, it's an emissions test. Okay. Then the next thing is, okay, now things are getting weird, right? <laughs> so that was after the fight scene in the bathroom. And I'm still being kind of cagey. We haven't really talked about what the flip is yet. Uh, and then I wrote, it's a good thing that they're fragile, right? Yep. <laughs> because you know what I'm saying, like, if these things were like Terminators, you know, th- then this would be a short movie. Yep. They would have oh, all yeah, died in all the be- bathroom. But the fact that these things are like made out of, you know, like Reese's candy shell, plat- yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys, like, you can just punch them and they die. Yeah, it seemed like for a while, the group there, you know, um, King and his homies, like, it almost seemed like a couple of times, like, they had super strength. Yeah. Because they were just so easily beating the crap out of these things. But it made it so entertaining. It to watch. did make it entertaining because, and you're right, because it does kind of make them, I mean, like, the, the, Okay, so here, okay, this movie is, you know, what, 12, 10 years old, 12 years old, so here's the spoiler. This is the big flip. The town that they go back to to do the epic pub crawl has been replaced with these kind of alien replicants, right? I'm going to use, I like the word replicant. They use the word blanks. But they're robots, but they're not robots because robot means slave. And (laughs) they, and they're made of, you know, they have like blue goo inside of them or whatever. But they must not weigh very much because these guys are like picking them up and like throwing them. Mm-hmm. And and I was one at one point when 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 there's a couple of fight scenes where they're doing some pretty significant martial arts happening, right? <laughs> yeah. And all I could think of in the moment was I wonder it would I, I there would have been a really funny moment if like Simon Pegg like. Because the the one guy uh, Eddie Marsden, I don't I can't remember his character name, uh, the guy from Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, um, um, oh my god, I just had it and now I can't think of it. Um, oh my god, John, you broke my brain. I do, I do. Oh, hell, I'm scrolling what through. Is it? Peter, he was Peter. Okay. I had to scroll yeah. through IMDb. He <laughs> he was like the only one that didn't ever fight anyone until. Until he, when he had his moment where he got to beat up the 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 bully, his bully, mm-hmm. but for the most part he just hid. 
Yeah. But there was but when but Simon Pegg is like he's holding his own by himself in that bathroom with that that you know the one right. Yep. And when the other guys kind of bar- barge in to, in this, to see what's going on, and then they have the big fight scene. He's still kind of holding his own for the most part. I mean, he's he's nunchucking with these arms and and, and, yeah. and saying like he's he's doing some good fighting fighting choreography. And I I was waiting for the line for one of them to go. Where did you learn to fight like that? And I was waiting for something like, oh, I dated a karate instructor, or you know, I was I was waiting mm-hmm. for some kind of throwaway line that would explain why he's so good, right? Because like with Nick Frost's character, like we established early that. He was a rugby player, so he's gonna yeah. be strong. Yep, and and still have maybe not punching ability. You know what I'm saying? But like, like he's a strong guy. Like he was a he was an athlete. Yep. And so, so like, so when he picked up those bar stools and turned into <laughs> freaking Jackie Chan, it was it was great. It was. Yeah, I I loved I like I said, so it really felt like a first time rewatch. So I loved the fight sequences. They were just so much fun and really just kind of felt like just a small extension from like Hot Fuzz and their action sequences. And even though that's like their action movie and this one is their, you know, sci fi one or whatever, because they had their zombies action sci fi. It just they there's always you know like the running gags and there's always like a couple of things that run through the three movies that feels just like adding continuity adding those easter eggs and making it fun to watch and i think the fight sequences especially in this one after watching hot fuzz definitely feels like that because some of the stylized shots of the quick like door closing door closing or the or the beer pouring um you know for you know beer 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 water all felt very reminiscent and it's you know like you said the same you know director and everything so they've got a style but I just I love it and it just makes it so much fun and so enthralling and like you I have very few notes my notes are mostly what I thought would have been on the trivia so I'm just like I'm writing like every little thing I see like in the background (laughs) but I I didn't get very far because I'm just like like you said once things kind of took a turn for the weird I was like, wait a minute, what happens in this movie again? And so I was just like all in. I was like, I cannot believe I forgot all of this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the fight scenes, they're great. They're a lot of fun. The Nick Frost, I love seeing him kick all this ass. And he was in a TV series, Into the Badlands. And I think he came in in like a later season. But and we watched only bits and pieces, but he does some like pretty serious ass kiss kicking, not kissing, maybe a little <laughs> kissing. I don't know. We didn't yeah, he, follow he's an actor. Movie. Who knows? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was very fun to kind of see him just be just a badass. And then remember that I believe his character was pretty badass and in into the Badlands. I should really watch that series. But it was just it was fun. And it's always amazing and great to see a larger person just be that force and not just like a joke or anything like that you know because of their size but he was because probably because of his rugby background was like a just I'm trying really hard not to swear but just a real freaking <laughs> badass <laughs> I appreciate that if you have to let it fly it's fine I can I can edit it later <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm looking at this Into the Badlands show. This looks really interesting. I need to watch this. Yeah, a mighty, a mighty warrior and a young boy with supernatural powers search for enlightenment in a ruthless post-apocalyptic America controlled by feudal barons. Mm-hmm. And Danny Wu, Daniel Wu, uh, most of these I've never heard of. But then you, you get a little bit farther down, and Nick Frost is in 26 episodes, so it looks like he's in two, two of the three seasons. And then it's also got uh, Martin uh, Sokus. He basically, like, anytime you have a movie where you need a middle or an Eastern European bad guy, you call him. Oh. Uh, Stephen Lang is in 13 episodes. So if you just need a crazy general kind of guy, you call Stephen Lang. He was the bad guy general man from Avatar. Um, the blue alien people? Yes. Avatar? Not, yeah, oh, not Avatar, okay, yeah, yeah. Last eh. Airbender. <laughs> so anyway yeah, he, yeah we don't acknowledge either of those avatar movies in this house so that's why. oh you don't even like the blue people avatars we when my husband and i watched it we you know we had rented it didn't get to get to see it in the theater and when we finished the movie we were just really unsure as to what all the hype was about i was like this feels like we we just weren't a fan of it, and so I, I we just couldn't really get into why. And I suppose maybe it's just all the special effects, and we missed out not seeing it on the big screen because we're like, well, that could maybe be it. But um, I wasn't super enthralled with the uh, the overall storyline, but the effects were pretty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean. Let's be fair. You've seen that movie before. It's called Dances with Wolves. Yeah. It's the same movie. They just made it, you know, very CGI, whatever. I. Awkward pause. I did. Uh, I did see it in the theater. Sam saw it in 3D and, you know, was blown away. Uh, I saw it in theater, but not not 3D. And. You know, it was it was, you know, it's fine. It's I mean, it's a good movie. Uh, I you know it's it's fine. I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just like honestly, like if it was on and I'm scrolling, I'm just gonna keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll find something else to watch. <laughs> but and as far as Avatar, the Last Airbender, you know, the M Night Shyamalan abomination, we I I also saw that in the theater, and boy was I that was the oh. closest I have ever been to walking out of a theater. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Yeah. I would not have blamed you at all my son watched my oldest son had watched the whole series you know uh avatar airbender and we loved it so he's like oh well i want to watch the movie and i hadn't seen the movie i'd only heard terrible things yeah and i'm like i don't think you're gonna want to watch this and he's like no i still want to do it so we watched it and the second they started mispronouncing character names he started losing it and he gets his like rage watch from me so he's like screaming stuff at the tv and now he also refers to that movie as an abomination i'm like i tried telling you listen to your mother once in a while (laughs) yeah i when it was first coming out i was pretty pretty excited that they were doing it but i remember thinking how are they gonna do a two-hour movie from book one Mm -hmm. like there's so much they have to cover and but yeah the first time he's like hi my name is ong i'm like like, why would you change it? Yeah. Like the I don't understand cuz Shyamalan was like, "Well, we want to we wanted to do it in the original Japanese pronunciation or whatever." But 
the characters, the creators of the show, it's not like the Mm -hmm. cartoon is based on a book and we don't know how it was pronounced. So there's interpretation. These people created the art and said, this is how you pronounce Ang and Sokka. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, my name is Ong and Sokka. No, it's not right. (laughs) And... And, and, and I could probably spend thirty minutes just complaining about that movie. The the my honestly the two biggest real complaints, not even the the name thing, is the Sokka character is completely wrong. I mean, he's not funny. He's not mm-hmm. clever. He's kind of a brooding teenager the whole the whole movie, and the bending is awful. the The bending was so bad. It, you know, yeah. there's just. There's a lot of kung fu happening and very little bending happening. It was very strange. Anyway, don't go yeah. watch that movie. Just don't. <laughs> I won't. I won't even let my son watch it. And we've watched. Um, we've actually watched the whole Avatar series twice in my house, mm-hmm. with my kids. But obviously, it didn't leave enough an impression because the other day, like two days ago, uh, what was it that we said? My wife made. My wife made a joke. I'm trying to think of what she said. I think she just I think she just said something about oh we 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 have to go down to the secret tunnel and I went secret tunnel <laughs> and then my son was like what does that mean? And we're oh. like wait what? You've seen Avatar twice. And he goes that's from Avatar? I said well it's time for a rewatch. There you go. <laughs> that's solid parenting. <laughs> oh yeah, we've watched uh, uh and we did The Legend of Korra. We did it. We've done that one once. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll do it again. I I need to rewatch it. I've seen Avatar. I mean, I was we were watching it. My wife and I were watching it when it was coming out. Oh, nice. I mean, we sat and popped popcorn and made nachos for the the four episode finale. Oh, fun! I mean, it was a thing because we were oh. into it. Yeah, we were we were into it. So that was cool. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. The world's end. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't no. mean to tangent on <laughs> I'm responsible for that and... one. It's fine. I'm totally responsible for that one. So my five-word review is Epic Pub Crawl of Death. Ah, that's a very good one. The thing that I really... So some of the things I really liked about the movie. One, it is funny. It, it definitely is an Edgar Wright film. I love... Edgar Wright does this and so does Sam Raimi. When they do the quick cuts... When mm-hmm. we're trying to show you something, right? The the quick beer pours, getting in and out of the car, little things like that. Sam Raimi does it, you know, like when Ash is putting on the chainsaw and getting geared up. All these quick zooms and quick push-ins. I love that stuff. I really do. I could, I every movie should do that. I know they shouldn't, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I like that stuff. I really do. And Edgar Wright does it great. Also, I have gotten into arguments arguments with my brother-in-law about Baby Driver, because I think Baby Driver is great, oh. and he hated it. Okay. Be- that one I haven't seen yet, but that's the one where the movie was basically built around the soundtrack yeah. or filmed or something. Okay. Yeah, the the music has a huge you know, it plays a huge role. I mean, it, it's, it literally is a voice in the movie. Mm-hmm. But don't go into it thinking you're getting a Fast and the Furious movie because it's not. It's darker than any of the Fast and the Furiouses. It's, it's. I mean, it's it's gritty, and there's actually for a movie called Baby Driver, 
there's a, there's probably less driving than you think is going to be in it. But okay. it's it's still a really good movie, really good movie, and I will defend anything that Edgar Wright makes. So anyway, I love all that stuff in this movie. Yeah, I already said that the Summon Peg character kind of annoyed me a lot. But I also really liked that they they kill some of the guys. I mean, some of the group dies. Now they they have a faux happy ending where the the blank versions of them go back to being what they were. Mm-hmm. But you know they die. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of hard. And yeah. also that Simon Pegg doesn't end up with the girl. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is thank God, <laughs> which is weird, right? But like in mm-hmm. a movie like this, it would be where he saves her. And I complain about this all the time in movies when the hero and the the heroine end up together mm-hmm. because the plot told them to, but they don't mm-hmm. earn it. I we, what we watched a movie recently where we did this. What what did we watch recently? Nightmare on Elm Street two. The <laughs> literally the guy is being possessed by Freddy, right? And the girl mm-hmm. ha- by the by the time we get towards the end of the movie, she's like, "I love you," and we're like, "Why?" This whole movie, he sucks. He's like, he sucks, you know, to you. The one time where you start getting, you know, physically intimate, he has a moment with Freddy, but like, you don't know that. He just runs away. So for all you know, he's repulsed by you. Like, I never understood that. So I like the fact that not only does the movie not do that, but they went so far as to not do it is that she ends up with the other guy. She ends up with the sidekick, the tertiary sidekick, not even the best friend. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that was actually really kind of nice. And then Simon Pegg's character ends up as the leader of a roving band of marauders. Yeah. I mean. And, that, and then it's like, okay, so then what is their purpose? Um. You know, they, they go into the one pub and they order their waters and they don't want to, you know, the place doesn't want to serve blanks. So now he has, now they have to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He pulls out his big broadsword. Like they're going to, again, we've already established that the blanks are kind of fragile. I feel like they're going to lose that fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of big, bald, tattooed men in that, in that, uh, in that bar. I feel like they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. But. It was, it was just a funny way to kind of end where he you know, pulls out that big broadsword. I know because he's gonna you know, like I said he's he's the same. He's just gonna do what he does, and I'm the yeah. king. And yeah, it was just so weird. It was and, such a weird ending. And I agree. I don't like when there's like forced romantic pairings, you know, or just a love interest for the sake of we need to have one in a movie. Uh, after after watching the first Matrix and the whole like you're the one and the sparks and everything, I was in the theater and I booed and I got so freaking mad and I <laughs> haven't watched any of the other uh, Matrix movies and everyone's like no no but it's really important I'm like I don't care that made me mad. <laughs> you don't really need to see I've, them, but it's fine. I, I've been a I've been a whiny bratty baby about that, but but yes I agree that I. I love that he doesn't end up with with Sam and she ends up with with Steve, Steven, I think yeah. was the other guy's name. And it's like cuz that's not what 
Gary King wanted. It's like, oh yeah, he wanted it. He thought maybe he wanted the girl, but just in that kind of reliving the past. He kind just of wanted way. to have sex with her. He didn't want to like be with her. Exactly. And so where he ends up, his quote kind of like happily ever after, that's really all he ever wanted was to be the the head honcho of the group and he's running around with like the high school versions of his buddies. And it's like he is he he got his wish. He yeah. is the only Gary King, that's all he's ever wanted was to kind of, so in his own way, he he was able to go back in time and kind of relive out. And then, yeah, do, I don't know, do the murders across this like wasteland and just killing random humans and to preserve the blanks. That's so weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. <laughs> it is weird. I just, <laughs> I it's like they're fighting for, you know, they get into that argument with the, with the computer or whatever, which is hilarious because Anyone who has been sober around their super drunk friends has been computer before and was like, F it. I don't care. I'm done. (laughs) You guys are walking home. I hate you all. Yeah. Well, if I loved that, (laughs) if Sam were going to be here tonight, if if he were, if he were on the show tonight, I would basically say you are Simon Pegg to me as the network, (laughs) because there are so many times when we will have arguments on the podcast. Now, Sam loves to push my buttons, and he knows how to. And mm-hmm. we've had whole episodes get derailed because he just decides that he's going to make an argument. And for whatever reason, I can't let it go. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't have that ability. When, some, when I know someone is wrong, and they're being wrong on purpose, I have to correct them. And it mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Uh, the, the longest argument that we've had is I don't remember if we actually watched the movie or not, but we were talking about <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. Well, she is from Wales. She is Welsh. Mm-hmm. Her father, I think, is from... Oh, I don't want to... I have to Google it. He is of uh, Latin descent, right? Mm-hmm. Catherine... I got to get this right. Because if I'm going to yell at Sam about it, I got to get it right. <laughs> And he will listen to this episode. He, if he doesn't make it, he usually listens. Uh, so she's from her. Her father uh, is from. Oh, hold on, gosh dang it! This is taking longer than I meant to. Is uh, David James Jones? Let's see. Hold on. Uh, let's see. James. It doesn't say. Anyway, he is uh she is of Latin, you know, descent, but she is herself born in Wales. Mm-hmm. So in the movie Zorro, she is playing someone, a woman from Spain. Mm-hmm. But Sam keeps saying she's from Mexico. <laughs> that she's Mexican. And <laughs> so like that became like a thing for like a long time. Is like, oh no, no, she's she's Mexican. I'm like, but she didn't even play Mexican in the movie. You think she's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it, it, it's a thing. So I'm trying to find it. I, I'm st- it's driving me crazy, but I can't. I can't find it. Her her dad. Well, it doesn't matter. Children, spouse, parents. Yeah, Patricia Fair and David James Jones. David James Jones is like the whitest name I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So. David James Jones. That's like, ugh. That's getting close to like 
like two first names. Well, three first names. Close. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the point is she was offered the role of Trinity in the Matrix, but declined. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, the point is, is that, I don't know what the point is. The point is, oh, the point is, is that I'm I'm the, the <laughs> Sam would have argued with me. and t- So, maybe that's why he likes this movie so much. He wanted to do this movie so much with me was just to, just to have some more arguments in the movie. <laughs> Which is, well, hopefully um, when he's listening, he has enough moments where he's, like, screaming uh, at the podcast player at he, you or something. And so, oh, he he'll, kind of he'll, he'll definitely, he'll definitely text me. Uh, yeah. As he's listening, and and just he'll 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 yeah, I know he will. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else we want to talk about the movie itself before I play a few clips? Because I have some clips. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to think. Because, like I said, I don't have a lot of notes other than just what I thought was maybe going to be trivia stuff. So, like the last thing I have written was smashy, smashy, smashy Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> But I, that was also kind of a fun part. So they're drunk and trying to come up with different ways to, uh, different names to call the blanks since they can't call them robots. Yeah. Because robots are, you know, slaves and all of that. And that was interesting. Oh, okay. So kind of the ongoing gag of uh, Gary and Sam, you know, in high school and doing it in the bathrooms, but not just any old bathroom or stall, the disabled yeah uh bathrooms and so the number of times and especially with the way they kind of say their goodbyes and they're like we'll always have the disabled yeah (laughs) had me on the floor i was like oh no you didn't but it was just pure comedy and just it this movie is so funny i didn't remember it being this funny but it's just that writing and that i don't know that british humor and a lot of like kind of quick quips back and forth and quick little digs and then so you know i don't catch didn't catch them all but this time i'm just like damn this movie is really funny just the little snide comments or the little giggles especially especially the little giggles because they're hammered yeah so it's it, it's just yeah this movie is a lot more fun than i remembered and i'm really glad that uh, this gave me the opportunity to revisit it and kind of apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I was never that mean to this movie, but it, and I would say it's probably still my third favorite out of the Cornetto trilogy, but it's definitely a lot harder to place it there now than it was before. Yeah. So hot fuzz is, is my absolute favorite as much as I love Shaun of the dead. I just, I loved the role for those two, those characters. And I I really do love Nick Frost in this. And yeah, him playing that straight man and then just being a total ass kicking badass. So much fun. <laughs> I, I, I too kind of like Hot Fuzz a little bit over Shaun of the Dead, mainly because I like the buddy cop genre. Mm-hmm. And... There's also just something a lot of fun about the trope of the super cop goes to the little town and finds like the world's biggest, you know, like all of the murders and things like that. Like there's, I like that trope. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, the guys that are in the movie, like they, they, no, no one respects him there except Nick Frost. And they become best friends and 
you know, they, but like Nick Frost's character, right? Like he, he transforms, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I did find this in the trivia. This isn't trivia, but it's just, I thought it was interesting. Somewhat unusually for a comedic duo, the generally, where generally actors trend, tend, I can't read, tend to <laughs> reprise the part of the straight man and the funny man. Each movie of the Cornetto trilogy features a different dynamic between the characters played by the co-star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. In Shaun of the Dead, Simon uh, Pegg plays an average schlubby guy and Frost an irresponsible man-child. In Hot Fuzz, Pegg plays the uptight professional and Frost an average schlubby guy. In The World's End, Pegg plays the irresponsible man-child and Frost the straight man. Mm Mm-hmm. So yep. I I did like that a lot. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and it, it you know and it just kind of shows, and I like that they changed it up, and so that they don't they didn't like pigeonhole themselves or risk being typecast to kind of be like, look, we can, we can do both of them. <laughs> so it's and it was and I think it works really well. But I I, I again I think that was part of the reason why I was maybe put off a little first time watching this movie but i think i'm pretty sure i watched it when i was on maternity leave so i'm going to chalk it up to sleep deprivation as well sure that makes sense i get that. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i like the the kind of the theme with all three of these movies you know you've got the zombies you got the cults and then you've got these no bots which was something else i had also written down thinking it was going to be a trivia question yeah uh, <laughs> um it's just the way that society changes or the way, you know, like zombies are taken over. That's, you know, that's an infestation of the dead. Then you have a cult. You have an infestation of humans trying to quote better things for the greater good. Yeah. And now you've got the aliens, the the network trying to do pretty much kind of the same thing on the grander scale. So I, and then the way that these two in all three movies team up to try and stop it. It's just, it's something I hadn't really thought about or noticed, but this time around, I was like, huh, they've got kind of a running theme here. The the downfall of society and how they'd manage it, I guess, or something. So, yeah. yeah. All right. You ready for some clips? Because I got some clips. Because, yes. oh my goodness, did this movie have some things to record. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I love about the movie is the dialogue, the quick back and forth. I'm always a fan of quick, witty dialogue, mm-hmm. things that go back and forth. And Peg, he's just so good at this. So here we go. This is what happens when you, when you fall, when you get back on the horse. I am here to tell you that Gary King is back on the horse. Whoa, 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 you're... You're back on the horse. No, I mean, I'm back on the bike. What's bike? What do you mean? What's bike slang for? Bicycle. I'm lost. Don't be. Okay. Listen, this is our chance to finally finish what we started. Come on. <laughs> I'm lost. Don't be. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. Gotta start using that. <laughs> Don't be. Well, just I just, I also like stop. that he's, he says, I'm back on the horse. And he's uh-huh. like, wait, you're back on whores? He goes, no, I'm, I'm on the bike. <laughs> What's bike slang for? <laughs> Bicycle. <laughs> oh, 
it, oh, it's so funny. It is. And I will say this. I don't normally like dumb humor, meaning we're laughing at someone because they're ignorant. I, mm-hmm. I don't normally like that kind of that kind of humor. But for some reason, it works in this movie. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's his delivery. Again, like, you kind of don't like him as a character. He, he kind of sucks. Gary King sucks. Mm-hmm. And you're almost annoyed that he still gets to fulfill his dream at the end. But, you know, it just, it's still, it's still fun. Here's more Simon Pegg saying fun things. Drink up. Let's boo-boo. Boo-boo? What is that? You remember Let's Boo-boo? You know, from Mr. Shepherd's classroom, it said on the wall, exit pursued by a bear, you know, from that Shakespeare play? A Winter's Tale. Yeah. What was it called? A Winter's Tale. That's it. And if we needed to make a quick getaway, we'd say, exit pursued by a bear. And then it was, exit pursued by Yogi Bear. And then it was just, let's Yogi and Boo-boo. And then, let's Boo-boo. So you're saying we should go? Yeah, it's shit here, isn't it? <laughs> Why it plays extra. So, so let's Boo-boo. That was pretty. So when I said last night that I was doing this movie, uh, TV's Travis commented, let's boo-boo. Well, I hadn't gotten to that part yet, so I didn't know what that meant. And then about five minutes later, I get to this scene. I go, hey, I know what that means now. <laughs> you got to be Captain America, and you got to understand that reference. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I love it. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, WTF. WTF me? What the f***? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much of this movie where someone says something, he doesn't understand it, and then someone else says something, and then he understands it. There's so Mm -hmm. many times that that happens. (laughs) Yeah, selective memory, all that bit. That whole kind of bit throughout the movie. (laughs) Somebody has selective memory. Oh, me! Oh, yeah, maybe it is just Simon's delivery of these. And maybe, I don't know. I, 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 I can't help answer your question, but it's, it is kind of interesting how he kind of, I don't know, how do I want to put, like, I don't, lack of a better phrase, like kind of flips it on you, you know, a, a type of, you know, comedy or whatever that you don't, you don't normally like or care for. And here it is with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but just something about their their magical way of doing it and being them maybe i i, I don't know but yeah. it's it's so good and he they're both so funny yeah yeah all right uh so this is our second let's boo boo so, the way i see it we've told everybody we're doing the golden mile you did if we suddenly jump in the beast now and head for the hills they're gonna know that we know but if we keep doing what we're doing and going where we're going then they're not gonna know who won't? That we know. I suggest we finish what we started and leave quietly in the morning. Wait, you, you're really suggesting? We finish the golden mile. It's pointless arguing with him. Drink up. Let's boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one thing that this movie does well, that, that good movies do, is when they give you something at the beginning and middle, and then it pays off later, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole, it's pointless to argue with him, right? That, that, that line is said four or five times in the movie, ultimately leading to the outcome of the movie when the aliens just decide to just give up and leave Earth, right? Yep. And in doing so, wrecks the planet. But I was waiting for the Let's Boo Boo to happen one more time. 
I was waiting for, because usually comedy is in threes. Mm-hmm. And so we had the first one, and then we had the second one. And at some point, I was waiting for, in the finale, for the Let's Boo Boo to happen. And it didn't come back. And I was a little, a little bummed out. I was waiting for the third one. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Uh, robots. Do you even know what robot means? Of course I do. It's like, hello, I am a robot. It means slave. Believe me, they're not slaves. Are you th- slave? I love the way he slave. says slave. <laughs> slave. I didn't realize how much it kind of sounded like sleeve, too. <laughs> sleeve, yeah. Sleeve. Sleeve. Ah, What's wrong with your sleeve? It's my sleeve. Oh, okay. <laughs> If Andrew were here, he can do a really good Scottish accent. He'd be all over this movie. He, he's oh, legit really good at it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love accents. I can do like two or three kind of like just not super offensively. Yeah. But <laughs> Scottish and Irish are definitely not on that list. Yeah. But oh, I love a good Scottish Irish accent. I can I can repeat phrases in an accent that I've heard. Like sleeve. I can mm-hmm. say that because I just heard it. Yeah. Now tomorrow, yeah. I can't say that again. But I and I can't say anything leading up to slave. We're not we're not slaves. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't lead <laughs> up to that. But because I heard it, I can't I can. But so like there there was a running joke. Like the guys love to say, "Hey Sean, say the one accent you can do," and and it's because from the Shrek movies, the little pig, the three little pigs, mm-hmm. and when they do that, pigs in a blanket, yeah, like that's the only <laughs> German accent that I can do, right? So. On our 400th episode, if you're listening to this episode because, you know, you're here listening because of you're a listener of Jen, go back and listen to our 400th episode where <laughs> we did a bit where we had to read lines of uh, movie line quotes in accents and our guests tried to guess what movie. But of course, they gave me accents that I can't do, but I can't <laughs> do any accents. So it was fine. Oh my god! Definitely, we'll need to make sure I cue that one up. And uh, it's so yeah, it, it's trip. That. Yeah, for the four hundredth episode, we had a bunch of guests that we had had on over the last year, uh, kind of like our battle of the cheap suit reviews all stars, what we called it. Yep. And and we had a lot of fun. It was an absolute blast. But yeah, we the the and of course Sam created one one of the trivia questions. Sam created was where does Sam think Catherine Zeta Jones is from? <laughs> And, it, and in fact, you know, Mexico was the answer. That's amazing. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. Because when he originally wrote the question, he wrote, um, where is she from? And I'm like, well, no, because then people are going to guess Wales and be right, but you're going to count it as wrong. And he goes, okay, fine. What if I did it this way? So <laughs> we had a good time oh. with it. Lo- love you, Sam. Love you, buddy. Love it. Oh, that right. is amazing. Uh, pronoun. I... <laughs> this yeah, bit... I already know what it is. <laughs> this bit had me rolling. I had yeah. tears in my eyes when, when this bit comes in. So here you go. Pronoun. We need to be able to differentiate between them, them, and us. Yeah, I think the pronouns are really confusing. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know what a pronoun is. Well, it's a word that can function by itself as a noun, which refers to something else in the discourse. I don't get it. You just used one. Did I? Yeah, it is a pronoun. What is? It. Is it? Christ, no! We're just <laughs> So we can identify who's who. He's a blank. She's a blank. Those two people are definitely blanks. <laughs> <laughs> the 
but it's it's Nick Frost's just exasperation of the moment is just so funny. It really is. <laughs> and the visual is better than just the audio because like he, he slams his head down like he can't believe that this man has survived as long as he has in the human world. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what a pronoun is. Oh, it cracks me up. Oh my. Oh gosh. my god. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, Nick Frost. His reaction to that just really <laughs> kind of helps make that scene hilarious. He is, and I feel like we've all been there, especially with a drunk friend, and you're trying to explain to them. I mean, anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll so, tell you I'll off say. air a good drunk story for it. It'll be a good time. Uh, all right, last clip here. This is uh, Bill Nye. Nahi uh, as the network. Then you have made your choice, Gary, king of the humans. Yeah, I have. Because, frankly, who the f are you to come down here and tell us what to do? We are the network, and we are here for your betterment. In the last 23 years, have you not marveled as information technology has surged forward? No. Earth has grown smaller yet greater <laughs> as connectivity has grown. This is our doing, and it is just the beginning. Oh, f*** off, you big lamb. (laughs) (laughs) I hope if you're listening, you enjoyed that as much as we did, but... (laughs) Uh, I mean, of course, it's not... This is definitely an episode where I think it matters if you watch the movie because that's not going to be funny if you haven't seen the movie. You don't realize that Bill Nye is literally a glowing light bulb in the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he calls him your lamp, it's just, it's just so funny. And I just love the way he just says no. Yeah. And just that, 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 um. Then you, frankly, who do? And we are here for your. In the last 23 years, have you not marveled as information technology has surged forward? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Oh, uh, and really. I just like how he said, I mean, it's almost like the way he says no. It's like he doesn't understand the question, so he's not even going to bother to yeah. try and answer it or address it and just nope let's keep going (laughs) yeah well i mean and it's probably true like the idea that you know cell phone technology and this is 2014 right i mean we had smartphones now he's still using an old ass you know phone or whatever but you know smartphones were a thing and he's no no (laughs) i don't care and of course gary's not gonna care if it's not gonna help him relive you know his old glory days of high school and yeah. being the king then like what does he care so yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> all right well we're gonna move on to the next segment which is going to be brought to you by hey bubblies i'm jen and i'd like to invite you to my bubble my streaming bubble that is and it's the podcast where i talk about the shows that i love with the people i tolerate Every week, I tolerate a friend so we can obsess over our favorite streamable contributions to pop culture entertainment. So join us every Sunday on a podcast player near you and keep streaming. Bye. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, this week, well, we're not going to have a game. One, because Andrew writes the game and he's not here. And I thought, well, there's no point in playing, you know, 
I, I could read some trivia, which I did do, and we're going to do a little bit of trivia, but we're actually going to play a different game, a game we have never played on Cheap Seat Reviews. So, real quick, the bartenders, the publican, the bartenders, publicans of the first two, the bartenders of the first two bars are, by complete coincidence, real-life cousins, Teddy Kepner and Mark Kepner, who hadn't seen each other in years until they were reunited at the audition according to director Mark or uh, Edgar Wright. And the poster for the King's Head Pub features Simon Pegg as the king in a painted portrait, which I immediately noticed when I saw it. I'm like, man, that looks like Simon Pegg. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, hold on, I gotta have something here. Hold on, give me, just, I, have, I have to have a clip here. Let's see. Just good podcasting here while I'm trying to think. Uh-huh. What? Give me a second. I gotta think. Uh, what? What? Nicholas Cage movies have we done on the podcast? Gosh dang it, Con Air. Let's see. We have. Uh, no, none of these are him. <laughs> oh, here we go. I said, put the bunny back in the box. All right, this segment. Is a segment that I'm that we are stealing, borrowing from my streaming bubble, but it's, it's part just, of the crossover, right? Yeah, it's the crossover, yeah. The crossover, yeah. <laughs> Jen does this on her show. She does a six degrees of separation of Nicolas Cage because Jen has an unhealthy obsession with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave her about a five minute head start uh, warning uh, on this. This was literally an idea that we had. Right before the show started, so we'll see how well thought out it is. Uh, I have two, Jen. You have one, so I'll do one of mine first, and then you do okay. yours, and I'll do my other one. Sounds good. All right. So the the longer one that I have is Pierce Brosnan is in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's also in a movie called Goldeneye, the James Bond movie with Sean Bean. Sean Bean is in National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. Very good. Also, Sean Bean's name like just wigs out my brain. Every time I see it written, I say I have I say Sheen Bean. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what my brain wants to do. And sorry, dude, that's just how your name's pronounced in this house. You're Sheen Bean. Yeah, and I also have uh this. Had we lost the war, they would have been hanged, beheaded, drawn and quartered. And, oh, oh my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a clip from the other movie that he's in, because we have not done that movie yet. So we'll see if I have a clip <laughs> that you, you have. Oh, okay. All right. So let's see. So mine, I went with Nick Frost, and he plays, uh, he plays Santa Claus in a Doctor Who episode with Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi was in The Suicide Squad as The Thinker with Joel Kinnaman, who played Rick Flagg. Joel Kinnaman was also RoboCop in the RoboCop remake. And also in that movie is Jay Baruchel, who yeah, was in Sorcerer's J- Apprentice. Jay Baruchel, yeah. Baruchel, thank you. I've never been able to pronounce that kid's last name. But I, I, I enjoy him. I think he's adorable. But, yeah. We've not and done then, that movie, but the closest thing I have to that is I have the music for that movie. Oh, my nice. Yeah, the Trevor Raven version is really good. 
I love The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I think that's a, just a fun movie. It is and... a fun movie. I like it a lot, too. And I actually like Nicolas Cage in it because he's playing kind of a weird fish-out-of-water guy. And I think he plays that role well. Oh, yeah. Like, if you get to let him be a little weird in your movie, I think it's better than if he's oh, trying yeah. to play the straight guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love Nicolas Cage. I have a whole episode where we talked about a bunch of his movies. I think Pig was the most recent one at that time. So, And then just the other day, I got my Cage crew back together, and we did Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent and Prisoners of the Ghostland. So, yes, I do have an unhealthy obsession with Nicolas Cage. I have for the longest time, and now kind of with Pig and Unbearable Weight, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Nicolas Cage, he's so great. Like. I am Nicolas Cage and, uh, oh no, what's his name? Doogie Howser. Shit, what's his name? It doesn't matter. Um, it does matter. But in the line, in the movie, they're just like, oh, you know, Nicolas Cage is back, but not that he went anywhere because he hasn't for those that have been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick sure. Harris. There you go. Good oh, job. Jesus. That was gonna bother me forever. Yeah, no kidding. I'm with you. I would have, I would have, uh, I would have looked it up here in a moment anyway. Yeah. All right. So my other six degrees of Nicolas Cage was actually rather easy. <laughs> Bill Nighy, uh, or Nye, I think it's Nighy, was in a movie called Astro Boy, which stars Nicolas Cage. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> <So just one. laughs> Very good. It's really easy to get to Nicolas Cage with. Almost anything. So yeah, when when we were doing Inception was hard for me. The that one was a little bit more difficult to get to. No, we didn't do. Yeah, we did Nicolas Cage for that one for Inception, right? Yeah. Okay. We would have. We should have. Yeah. For so. some reason, that one was a little bit harder. Uh, Nightcrawler wasn't real easy either, but because there's not very many actors in Nightcrawler. Uh, but yeah. All right. Cool. Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. This is our section where we do our top three. This week, since this whole movie is about you know pubs and bars and drinking, we decided to highlight movies, our top three movies, where there is a pub or bar or drinking in it. And I will let uh, Jen go first. Well, thank you. So it's... Well, first, in, in no particular order, but right away I have to put Shaun of the Dead. Sure. That just felt like I had to. Uh, and then Roadhouse. And then Beer Fest. Oh, Beer Fest. Nice. I uh, I actually have, uh, we did Beer Fest not that long ago. Uh, I, I even have uh, this handy. What are you doing? We're extracting frog gamete for cloning trials. You're jerking them off. <laughs> yep, I have that at the handy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you never know what my soundboard has. There's, there's a lot of stuff here. I mean, it's like, like a box of chocolate. Like legit, I have two thousand five hundred and sixty-eight clips that I pulled from the pot for the podcast. I could, if I just hit play, it would be twenty hours and thirty-seven oh. minutes of just clips. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> impressive. Uh, yeah. Well, it just means the show's been around a long time. Yeah. Well, gosh, and I, going strong. I pulled a lot of clips from the usual suspects. Gracious. 
Oh. I'm just scrolling through. There's like 11 clips from that movie. That's crazy. All right. Anyway, <laughs> going to get out of there because that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down right now. All right. So my top three are, uh, I did Desperado with Antonio Banderas with that great joke about you know peeing at the bar. It's a great joke. My number two is Star Trek 2009, where Kirk gets beat up at a bar. Okay, yep. And my number one is Hot Fuzz, because nice. I love that movie. Yeah. And there's, there's other really good ones, too. Probably, how about an honorable mention? It's not really a bar, because it's outdoors, but the movie uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, where Ryan Reynolds is talking to this this local guy, you know, drinking whatever, and there's just chaos going around, you know, going on behind him. Uh, it's it's a great bit. Uh, Twitter was fairly active on this one, which was which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Twitter. Here we go. Let's see, across the stars pod, which is the other podcast of our friend uh, from the uh, Attitude Era Wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Drew. He says, "Shaun of the Dead, any western ever." And cocktails. And he said, yes, ah. yes, I'm cheating and getting six. Because he also posted earlier, I got to find it. Uh, oh, as his other podcast, he posted Star Wars 4, Harry Potter's 3 through 7 and a half, and <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. And then he said, well, I guess every Harry Potter has drinking. Do they all? I mean, I guess somebody's drinking. There's not a bar, though. Right, they go to a couple. They go to the three broomsticks, like in the third or fourth one. Yeah, I don't recall. I'm not super familiar with the. Uh, I've seen. I've seen all of them a half dozen times. I don't think yeah. that there's anyway. Not a problem. Shoot the flick says Shaun of the Dead, The Shining, and A New Hope. Very good. Uh, Open Pike, which is a Star Trek podcast, and Jesse. Our good friend that showed Jesse manages that account says Star Trek First Contact. He wrote in parentheses the holodeck where they're at a where they're at a club, but he also could have said on Earth where Zephyrin Cochran is drinking uh, a lot in that movie where they uh, you know they meet him for the first time is at a bar, and then he also says 2009 Star Trek where Kirk gets into a fist fight, and then he said Star Trek Four The Voyage Home, which more commonly known as the one with the whales. He just wrote California in the 80s, as in just in general. But there is a scene where Kirk goes on a date with the whale biologist at a, at a pizza restaurant, and behind them there is a bar, and Kirk does order a beer. He gets a Michelob. So that's, um, I got you, Jesse. I got you back. <laughs> Philip Scarecrowmeyer Crowmeyer at Fliprider. Says Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, yeah, that yeah. was almost gonna be my list, and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll change it up a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, we yeah. have a, we have a, a for us, uh, for the podcast, we have a rule that says that we can't do, we can't name the movie that we were reviewing as part of the our list. Oh. But we don't extend that to guests or anything else. So, yeah, okay. Uh, That's it. Thank you, Twitter. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I was looking to see if we had any other. Sometimes I get we get messages on Facebook or Instagram, and I always forget to check 
those other places, but it doesn't look like we do. So that's fine. Time for that. The the where we give the score from zero to ten. Uh, what you got, Jen? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one an eight because, right. like I said, I've I've come around to this one, and this was just so much more fun than I remember. And it just takes that turn into the sci-fi, which you don't really expect, and it just it's just a lot of fun. It's really funny. It's so entertaining, and if you like. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost individually or together, there's no way you're not going to enjoy this movie on some level. So, um, but again, out of the Cornetto trilogy, still, still third, but it's kind of trying to squeak up there. So that's why the eight. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, I'm not going to go back and find out what my scores were for Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, but IMDb gives this movie a 6.9 out of 10 which yeah, i mean that's not bad i think that's all right yeah you know all right it, it's all right let's see uh i'm actually curious what what imdb says because hot fuzz says 7.8 mm. and Shaun of the dead is a 7.9 okay so I uh, I like it a little bit better than a 6.9 i mean i had a really good time with this i'm gonna give it a seven and a half and I think that's a pretty, how about a 7.55? That makes the math a little bit better. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Giving it an average score of 7.775, which I think is pretty good. I mean, that, that works. I mean, that, that, that's, that tracks right around what we gave Men in Black at a 7.9, or what we gave The Gray Man at 7.52. Another awkward pause brought to you by a sneeze. Um, <laughs> brought to you by allergies. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. That's the show. That's everything I have to, to say about this movie. Please, uh, Jen, tell our listeners where they can find your show and most specifically the episode that I am on. <laughs> All right. Will do. So you can find, uh, you can listen to my podcast, My Streaming Bubble, on uh, just about anywhere you get your podcast fix. So Spotify, Apple, Podbean, um, all those places. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Um, I'm not as active there as I am on Twitter, but, you know, you can still follow me there. I, I try and try and get on there once in a while. And then, yeah, if you want to listen to Sean and I talk about the movie Nightcrawler, that is episode number 97 for me. And I did go back in, like, number all my episodes for my own sanity. And I figured that sure will, sure, that'll help listeners as well. So, um, yeah, that was a really good one. And then you guys can look for our conversation on Inception, a movie I had not seen. Uh, that one should be out, like I said, I think November 6th. I think that's a Sunday. So new episodes every Sunday. Woohoo. Very cool. All right. That's it. That's the show. Next week, we start something completely different. Next week, we are moving away from the cheap scare reviews, and we're going to, what did I call it? Cheap Trek reviews. We are doing a month of Star Trek. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so last November, we did a month of Star Wars. We've done all nine films for Star Wars. 
Eventually, we'll probably do all 13 films of Star Trek. So far, we've done three. We've done Into Darkness, Star Trek Two, and Star Trek Six. And the month coming up, we have uh, next week, Open Pike joins us for Star Trek V. Then good friend of the show, Steve Everett, comes back on to do Star Trek Three, And then Digital Dissection will join us for Star Trek Beyond. And then very special guest, Eric, from Cinematic Sound Radio. We are going to do a full episode of just the music of Star Trek. I am so excited for this nice. month. A whole month of Trek is going to drive Sam crazy. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so much fun. Way to boldly go. Oh, I love we're, it. We're going to boldly go where a lot of podcasts have gone before, but that's okay. That's quite all right. That is okay. <laughs> But in the meantime, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you'll find links to all of our social medias. If you want to get in touch with me, Twitter is the best place to do it. We have gotten a request. It's been a while since we've been uh, actually gotten, uh, we've actually gotten two requests recently. And one of those requests uh, we are going to be doing in December. And I'm probably going to find time for the other request in either December or early January. I love getting requests from listeners. We don't get them enough. Uh, if you want us to do something, do it. Uh, the guests don't care. Usually, the guests don't really they care. They just want to come on and have a good time. But yeah, we're gonna we got some requests. So if you want to get a request in, just uh, hit me up on Twitter, send me a message there or email. But frankly, we haven't gotten an email in three years from a listener. I get them all the time from podcast promoters and things oh, like that. Oh, those are the best. Actually, this is a fun story to share. So I got an email from someone from iHeart. Media, iHeartRadio. And hi, I'm such and such, and I am with iHeartMedia and with the Spreaker platform. Are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. I would like to have a conversation with you about your podcast. I'm like, well, okay. Like, I know what Spreaker is. It's a way to kind of monetize your show. So we kind of go back and forth trying to find time to make this work. And finally, I'm like, hey, before we have a phone call or a Skype or a Zoom, whatever, like, Tell me what the pitch is here, because like you reached out to me, so I'm curious as to what, like why you reached out to me specifically. Mm-hmm. And so she sends me this slide deck that she has, and one of the requirements is you must have 10,000 downloads a month. And I wow. laughed, and I was like, we're nowhere near that. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> we've been around a long time, and our number is large because we've been around, we have 400 episodes. but. We're not pulling in 10K a month. I mean, that'd be fantastic, but yeah, it, that's, we're nowhere near that. So I said, thanks, but no thanks, and we moved on. <laughs> oh, like so close. But... Yeah, so close. Just off by about 9,000 uh, <laughs> a, a month. Anyway, uh, Jen, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on and just chatting with me. And absolutely, this was great. And we'll have you back on when we have the full cast so you can get the full Sam and Andrew experience. Woohoo! <laughs> so, on behalf of Sam and Andrew and Jen, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Star Trek V The Final Frontier. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.